Hey everybody, it's Thursday night, and it's time for another mm-hmm. Kingdom of Loathing podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Smooth mm-hmm. Creamy Jick. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that one. I'm I'm your host, Smooth Jazz Riff. And I'm Buttery Hot Stuff. <laughs> Good. We got, there's a there's a there's a new studio in town and it's got some comfy couches in it. Yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm just gonna, uh, just gonna fall asleep. Yeah, and not, pass not right out. in the show at all. How you guys been? Yeah, all right. I've let's been, get up. Let's get some energy up in here. Yeah, really good. Mm. Let's put a yeah, pee you, under this you, mattress. You energied us all out with your smoothness. Yeah. Well, now it's all toporific. Yeah, but my creaminess is also really nutritious. It gives <laughs> you the energy that you need. <laughs> is that like soporific, but with? Uh, with added like topor. bluish green sure what is what is, what is topor or tor- torpor i guess torpor yes, torporific that is, that is okay what I like is that's top- what happens to vampires when they don't drink blood is yes. topor shade of like light brown or sort of bluish uh, yeah green? like i think it's like a beige okay if you fill a if you fill like a missile with that color paint and shoot it at somebody underwater is it a torpedo oh i think, I think so yeah. Mm. Uh, so we've been working on submarine content for Kingdom of Loathing. We haven't really. There's that's only even, one submarine. That's not even like vaguely true. We we could if we fill up the entire world with water. Fill up oh. the entire world with water. Mm-hmm. That's a new Wes Anderson f- film. <laughs> uh, have you guys been? Uh, have you guys been doing anything uh, KOLE? Uh, uh, probably not anything I could talk about yet yeah it's a problem we we i feel like for a while there there was this serious momentum a lot of things changing a lot of things getting yeah. done a lot of things getting redone but now we've gotten to like a big project and so it's kind of got that like yeah big project real slow burn thing and i mean uh, and probably people could guess what it is that we're working on but i don't know i feel like still you, we wouldn't want to straight up say it bad uh, they I don't know man something didn't something change recently that yeah we added the Mr. Card game to the store that's true right that, that's that, the big I think that's what, what you're feeling mm-hmm. that's, what, yeah. that's what's different yeah I think it is um, yeah so that came out mine's yeah. sitting there waiting for me in Phoenix did you get your copy riff uh, yeah Kevin's copy is here too you mean hot stuff's copy yes that is Co- what I meant. both of them hot coffee stuff <laughs> it looks pretty good um, I don't. I don't know that I agree with every graphic design decision that they made, but you know that's that's not not their problem or my problem. So it's arguably your problem. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're the one that cares, you know. Yeah. Uh, what What do you think specifically? What do you not like about the graphic design of it? Uh, I don't like the way the characters pop out of their box on the card and frequently obscure their names. Hmm. Do they like and are they animated and do they yell at you and stuff? Well, no, no, I'm I'm <clears> off <throat> of I'm off those meds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um huh, so they cover I mean, I guess you know, you you know what they're called. Did they actually did they ever introduce any actual ambiguity into what the thing is by Uh I don't think so I don't it know. It's it's it doesn't knowing what they're what knowing is. what the names are. It's hard for me to say if someone who didn't know who that character was, if they would be able to figure out that name. Like, but that's never ever. Important yeah, no, either, it's right? not a game like, important aspect. No, but 
I mean, I always just assume, and this is like similar to the black, blackjack strategy of assuming any card you can't see is a 10. Uh, I assume that any letter that I can't see is an E. Okay. So like, let's say a, the tipsy pirate, his head was obscuring part of his name. I would just think it was tipsy P. <laughs> okay. So, so in specific example that I noticed from the game, then I think in this, if I'm remembering correctly, in this case, he would be Somerset Lopez, the dread Iachi. Yeah. So that's Iachi. scarier. That sounds like a, I don't know, like a Japanese. Yeah, like he's a model. samurai. He's going. <laughs> that's why you dread him. Um, man, Somerset Lopez. That came from uh, an anagram. Wow, really? Of Webmaster El Perezoso. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, huh. I did a, a feature for asymmetric.net that was a list of anagrams of the names of the staff and their titles. Okay. And uh, it was a Beware Somerset Lopez. That's a pretty good one. That is good. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, what was the super awesome palindrome i was just about to ask that yeah that scully said yesterday so good it It, was like like if you if you didn't if someone didn't point out that it was a palindrome you maybe would not even notice it was so clean it was like the the organization it wasn't yesterday it was a couple days ago it was a few days ago Oh shit! He he, uh, he said something like, "This is going to be the name of every book I write and every band I start for the rest of my life." Was it like a swim thing? It's like it's like so something Susie's something something. I don't remember. Yeah, we can look it up. Stacy, it was Stacy something. Cats. This is great. <laughs> this is good radio. Ah, it was so good. And it like because it does not stick out in your head as a palindrome, it doesn't stick out in your brain as a phrase either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ra- sure. Race racy car. Shit. <clears throat> it was it was Stacy something. Okay. I believe you. Stacy's cats. Stacy's something cats. Okay. I have in uh in the fridge a uh, a plastic tub labeled well not uh, the uh, you know the official box label on it is uh, Curly's sauceless beef steak, which Jenny and I determined should be the next Primus album. Curly's okay. sauceless beef steak. Yes. Okay. So that's my story for the week. <laughs> driving me nuts. It's driving me nuts that we've wasted this much time trying to... That I have wasted this much time are you, trying to... Are neither, or neither of you have a internet device that can look up... Uh, I just can't search... That can the, search dev text. I can't search the version of the devlog that I can get into from my phone. Hmm. Uh, Static Man wrote in and wrote, uh, I miss Boba Fettuccini. Will he be riding back home on the level 11 train? There just really wasn't a place for him in the new... He was, Pantheon. Yeah, he was like a a one that we cut because it just didn't make sense, right? Like, yeah, his abilities were weird because, like, his level ten ability was that like once a day he would replace any monster with a sandworm, <laughs> right? And that wasn't anything that we could like really let Postamancers do on a on the reg, hmm. on the reg regular, on the regular, <laughs> yeah, on the reg. <laughs> uh, 
and yeah, I mean, otherwise he he was just like he just shot stuff, you know. And I also, while that is a funny joke, it is not. It, it's. I don't know how to articulate this because exactly, it's it's like a little too much of a derivative thing for me to want as like a core class feature. Right. I mean, and it's not like, like just because you're going to be seeing it a lot more, like it being a joke about a specific character is. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess you could make the same riff could make the same argument against Urkel's Arya. (laughs) Do we not have the spice ghost anymore? We do. Yeah. No, that's, that's sure. That's exactly the same. Okay. thing except that that's also a thing in and of itself and sure. it's just a not it's a you know it's a clear reference to that other bleh, fuck i'm tongue-tied to that other thing I'd like all you would it. have to do is change the picture to make it not, not yeah yeah exactly whereas that i mean what is a like what is a boba fe- like it doesn't make any sense it's like oh this is fettuccine with little balls of tapioca in it <laughs> gross that might be good like, I don't know, like somebody made a sauce out of that Orbitz soft drink to put on your yeah. spaghetti. Yeah, you simmer that, you get an Orbitz reduction. <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, there's, I mean, there's no rule that says you can't have sweet pasta. True, sure, yeah, okay. Right, in fact, isn't like a, isn't that what like a, a there's something like a cannelloni or a cannellini or a blintz or something that's like just a pasta tube with cream in it right hmm yeah although i feel like those were always more like like pastry i don't think i've ever in- encountered one that was noodly you know hmm well you could just make spaghetti and um jam oh <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah with uh, with like whoppers as the meatballs <laughs> just get a bag of like lucky charms marshmallows <laughs> Okay. All right, guys. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. It's breakfast pasta. Yeah. Mm. Eat some orzo and make rice pudding out of orzo instead of regular rice. So you make some make some Oreos out of orzo? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You uh, saw that video mm-hmm. that was linked on Metafilter today. <laughs> I didn't know there was audio. I, I feel like I missed oh, yeah. some of the funny stuff. I just oh, thought yeah, it was an entertaining totally video did. to watch. It was just a factory about... It was a, it was like a video from the Oreos factory, but it was played backwards. So it was just like this video where they took a bunch of Oreos and converted them into their constituent <laughs> raw so ingredients. Yeah. Um, More than half of all the flour consumed in the United States is produced by from recyclable <laughs> Oreos. <laughs> Did you see the guy that made the incredibly elaborate contraption to? Yeah, that to was neat. Slice Oreos in half, and that guy was funny. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I don't remember his name either. I'm sure it was also a palindrome. Well, anyway, I wish that I had. Uh, <coughs> I wish that I had watched that with the audio turned on because I didn't even realize there was like a funny joke. <laughs> well, it's still on YouTube, so you still have a chance. Mm, yeah, but I've already seen it. I know how it ends, <laughs> or how it begins. They do mention they do refer to the factory workers as wizards, so you should you should definitely watch it again just for that. Okay, 
I think I'll enjoy that. Uh, Crux Mondrian says, Hey guys, I recently returned to the game from a long absence and I love all the new content, so here is my desperate plea. It seems I missed the unpermary by mere days on my return and I have a number of perm skills that changed and I don't really need. Is there any chance it will ever come back or maybe make it available to anyone until players use it once? Thanks. All right, I will make it available to everyone until anyone uses it once. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh, Ready, it went Sorry. <laughs> yep, somebody already... Somebody beat you to it, buddy. No, I... I was really not okay with that thing while it existed and the only thing that made me okay with it was that it was temporary. that it was term temporary permanent the only thing that made me okay Tor- with it was torpor. that it was permanent it was temporary yeah it's that time you know, you know like when you go to say the word temporary and you say the word permanent instead <laughs> Uh, Minoct says, would you consider the idea of a Librem-like item that is not an item of the month doable? Uh, Gravity's Rainbow is kind of a non-premium tome, being usable thrice per day to produce items, and there are lots of once-per-day items. Can we expect an inaccessible mana-ramping whenever? No, an accessible mana-ramping whenever. You know, like when you want to say accessible, but you say inaccessible? (laughs) Flammable or inflammable? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things... We don't really do that, like, escalating escalating cost thing. The problem with that is that it gets out of hand... The, and the faster than we think it is. doesn't compete with the tome casts does it no it doesn't and so it's, it's also like requires a bunch of reagents right it, and it doesn't escalate in cost it's just a thing that you can do a certain number of times per day right um let's see the nuge says uh, let's see. Given that a Malda Hanks interface was designed that didn't destroy the game, is there any chance that a Hanks to hot dog stand interface could be developed? I mean, using Wienerbot is cool and all, but using BMR's Robo Wangs is only so satisfying. Oh, I disagree with that. I have uh, I've got a ping in to CD Moyer to make that a thing because hmm. a lot of people are asking for it. Which means I guess a lot of people are using the hot dog stand. Which means I guess that the hot dog stand is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Wax says, "Hey guys, I wasn't over drunk when I finished being Pete. Thanks." Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't announce... Did I announce that? I don't know. I don't remember if I announced that or not. Uh, Rab Scuttle says, Hey guys, happy 11s. I'm having a blast with Sneaky Pete. Because of Oyster Egg Day, I'm dual-wielding baskets. So cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It is cool. Man, there's nothing cooler than a basket. Diabolica also <laughs> pointed out that he was uh, dual-wielding baskets. Uh, Blue Scream says, Every time I hear about complaints about KOL's use of frames, I think of this, and then links to the Space Jam website. <laughs> Come on and slam. Uh, King Bobson says, You've been adding more ultra rares. Hooray! So, ultra rare questions. First, why isn't there an ultra rare for the Dire Warren and/or Drunken Stupor yet? Drunken Stupor would just be mean. Do you think that people regularly hit Drunken Stupors every day? Uh, you know what's weird? What is weird about Drunken Stupor is. It is a thing that I think every player encounters very, very early, and it is a thing that has not been looked at or changed in mm. all the time that the game has existed. That I have no idea. Point. There could be, like, super, super racist jokes in there, <laughs> you, for all I know. You uh, you changed it because of the exploit that I found with it Yeah, way, right. way back in the day. Yeah, there was that one puking adventure. Yeah, that yeah. was like an undrunk. No, it was like the drunk tank. Like you get drunk no, tank, there wasn't a drunkness. It, yeah. yeah, no, the puking is still there. You get some meat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, gross. yeah, it's good. Well, I mean, it's like you know, it's like when a little kid throws up, and it's like, oh, I guess you swallowed some nickels. <laughs> Maybe you threw up from nickel poisoning. 
We've been listening to Nickelback. Secondly, and slightly more seriously, would you guys morally object to adding an ultra rare to a limited time zone? I mean, hot eggs were sort of like that, though about a thousand times more common. But I'm curious as to how you'd feel about it. You know, it, the thing about, like, if a zone was available for a day and it had an ultra rare in it, it is virtually guaranteed that no one would encounter it. Yeah. And if it was available for a week and it had an ultra rare in it, it it is likely that maybe one person would encounter it though there are some ultra rares that go months without us ever seeing them triggered um just cuz they're in out of the way places well a new you know actually a, a a new zone that if people know that it's a limited time zone they're going to adventure the hell out of it yeah that zone. okay yeah that's a good point actually like if there's a zone that's only going to be available for one day a good portion of that day's adventures are going to be played there yeah but like, do we want to have limited time ultra rares? No, I don't no. think we do. If I wanted something that... I mean, I wouldn't mind having a super low drop rate thing in there or right, a thing... Right, but we wouldn't I mean, use pe- the same mechanism. People really don't like it when things are globally limited. Yeah. It depends. I, I mean, I think people wouldn't care if there was a day and we said, all right, no more than 30 of these things are going to drop. You know, what we should have done... Did we ever really come out and say how the... No. Should we? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's important to conceal it at this point. People, I think, were a little irritated by the black boxes for Crimbo because we had just had, like, we said, all right, there are only going to be so many of these, and so every time one dropped, it would increment a counter, and then once that counter hit a certain number, we just didn't allow any more to drop. And what we should have done slightly differently. Yeah, what we should have done, and we realize this now, is to just make them rarer and rarer and rarer and rarer, depending on how many have dropped, until it finally got down to zero, but maybe the last couple were never found. Right. Um that would have been that would have been a more satisfying story to hear about. I wouldn't I would do something like that if they were only going to be around for a day, because then you don't get people who are like just making it their goal mm. to get one of these things and dedicating all of their resources to doing something that they can't actually do. Right? Because that I can understand how that's pretty dissatisfying. Like my argument then was and although I didn't <clears throat> want to actually spell out how it worked because I was already so fed up with getting my mouth shit in in the forums that I just more or less didn't want to participate anymore during Crimbo, uh, is like, you know, there's not... I want to be able to do stuff like that because it is interesting, right? I want to be able to provide a different experience for some people than other people get. And yeah, it's going to make you sad if you don't get it and you want it, but, like, it will make you happier to live in a world where that kind of thing can happen, in the long run. And so it's not like, this is one of those things like in the, in the video games, hot dog forum, there's this like sort of debate about like whether you should give players everything that they want. And the answer is emphatically and obviously fucking no, but it is very easy to argue. Well, what would it have hurt? Why couldn't you have just given away as many black boxes as you wanted? And the answer is because then you wouldn't have wanted one. Right? Like, the only reason that you want this is because you can't have it. And your argument is that, like, well, because I want this, you have an obligation to give it to me. But it's, like, boils is down it, to because I can't they, have this, they, they I'm feel like you have obligated an obligation to have it. To give it to them, or you have an obligation to make it something that they could get? I think an obligation to make it something that they could get. Hmm. 
I mean, the problem that I have with saying, like, figuring out a drop rate algorithm that would make it so around 100 dropped is that we always fuck that stuff up and end up with 10 or 100 times as much of stuff as we want. (laughs) Right. Because we don't know. Like, we don't know going in how many... Like, it took several days for those 100 to drop. And that made me feel like I got it right. Right? I mean, it like, if we had made the drop rate half as much, it would have been better as it turns out. But, like, getting within the, within the same order of magnitude of the sort of reasonable goal yeah, that we had. Yeah, unlike that first day of Big's Yeah, not like yeah. the first day of Big's Dig. Man. Man, people were mean to me that day. <laughs> Uh, anyway, says, you guys planning on doing anything with the Buried Pyramid? You've discussed the manor and the pirates, and after those two, it's really the only place in the quest you wouldn't have touched yet. However, it's also the place in the quest that's the most balanced and most, uh, most like what you would do today. So are there any non-graphical changes you're considering for it? You know, I don't think it is really like what we would do today. Um, the wheel, the wheel is definitely a little confusing. Yeah, and it's, I, I don't know, like, Pantsless was talking about how his brother, like, quit playing he eventually came back but he quit playing the first time after making a mistake fucking up and having it undo all of his progress in solving that puzzle Mm. and i don't like something that all of the quest revamps have been moving away from because i don't think that this is a very good like this is what we did a lot of times in the past and i don't think that this is a good thing to do is we have been taking important npcs and places and making them actual NPCs and places in the world as opposed to non-combats that you have to get in a zone. In a zone. Um, and like in the case of the Palindome, I think it confused a few people when they went back there the first time because they didn't understand that... There was a new I, I guess the assumption is that I moved the Palindome into a container document for no reason. Right? Because... They, I mean, they just might not have even... Like, I think that there are a lot of people who don't... Think don't about look at the screen. They they don't navigate the world the way that the world presents itself to yeah. be navigated. They they either use the go command or they they don't necessarily think of a container document as being an important distinction or something, right? Like they just And I mean it's weird because that's like it's a it's a like I think it is it is so fundamental an aspect of the way the game works that it doesn't even really have a name like right. it's a place does right? the well because even even you have a little bit of trouble with it right because we have location spindler and place spindler yeah. and that's, well that's super confusing right like which of no, those two I mean, is a zone and which of those two is a zone is location and places container document okay. like it's not that like that's because xenophobe named it location spindler if i just change that to zone oh then it would like, like it's in a table that's like advloc, because that's what I like. We came to call them zones, right? But they were in the database as locations. So I mean, it's like, like yes, I guess you're right. I wouldn't say that I'm confused. Well, no, but I'm saying that, that like, like we don't even have terminology that helpfully distinguishes them. Right, um, but I mean, like Cobb's Knob is a place. I feel like it is pretty reasonable to say Cobb's Knob is a place, right? Cobb's Knob is actually a series of container documents, the series of places it in the database. Out as it starts a, out as a zone, expands into a expands into a set of zones. 
and a place is a set of zones. It's I mean, that's it's expanded to a set of places, actually. Well, sure, right? Because yeah. it's it's a place, and then you click on it, and a thing like some of those things are zones, and some of them open up other places. Like, yeah, uh, uh, you know. But I mean, I'm just I'm not when <clears throat> I say place, I'm not talking about like the database structure that we have. I'm talking about like this is a place. Cobb's Knob is a place. The p- nearby planes are a place. Like. And the funhouse is a zone, and then, yeah, you're right. That's it is it. It feels very fluid, right? Like the spooky raven is a place within the the right side of the tracks, or it's the right side of the tracks, right? Or yeah, right yeah. side of the tracks which is inside the town, which is on the main map, right? Like, it's a, a yeah. series of things. And now within Spooky Raven, there are also individual places. Sure. So, like, but a place are, is a folder, and a zone is a document. Yeah. Yeah. But that's always... Everything in the game has always worked like that. Sure. You know? It's... I mean, you're right, though, that it is the changing. Like, people don't... I'm curious as to whether a person going through the new Palindome thing for the first time would find it more or less confusing than the old way because because no, isn't isn't the place and the zone they're both they both just say the palindrome yeah yeah but it when you click on the thing in the quest tracker that tells you where to go it takes you to the thing when it says go see dr awkward in the palindrome you click the palindrome if you go to the planes and click on the palindrome you will see a big door labeled dr awkward's office like but the you also reason- will see a place called the you also see sorry, a zone called the Palindome. Yeah. But, which, if you don't notice the Dr. Awkward's office thing, you might go there and... Yeah, but I think that you will, because the quest tracker, the entire time that you've been playing, has been linking you to the thing that contains the thing that you're supposed to go if to. If you're clicking on stuff in the quest tracker, which you might not be. Yeah, but I think a new player is. Why do you assume that, though? Because why, like, why are they not just clicking on the main map? Okay, I assume that a new player is not typing slash go Palindome. Right, but they might just be clicking on stuff. At which point they would also see it. If you can't get past it without seeing it. You're assuming that they read it. Okay, I am asserting that a thing that there is no reason to suggest would be confusing to somebody is confusing to somebody. The reason that this is confusing to people is because they are accustomed to the old way of doing it. I agree that that is probably 90% of the confusion, but saying... Look for this person in this... Okay, so, so if you thing. find me a single anecdote of a new person not being able to understand that, then I will agree with you. Okay. But it isn't any different than the way anything else works well, now. We don't, it is in the sense that we don't... Anywhere else in the game that I'm aware of have, have both a container document and a zone that have the same name. Right? We don't... In the woods, we don't have another place called The Woods. Okay. That right, should, so I, yeah, that's, I guess. that I think is all I'm saying is that that's a valid reason to potentially be confused, regardless of history or not, right? Yeah, sure, because if if you do happen to click on the palindrome inside the palindrome, mm. and it says adventure again, the palindrome, and the quest tracker says find this thing in the palindrome, you might just keep clicking adventure again. It does but kind I, of make it sound like there's a smaller palindrome inside the larger palindrome. I mean, so we can change the name of the zone to Inside the Palindome. Hmm. Okay. I mean, like, sure. I, and I think that that will have zero effect on anything, except that it will address your concern. Like. Well, all right. I, I mean, that's, like, I, I don't know. Like, like, I feel like it's treating an imaginary symptom of an imaginary disease, but we can do that if you want. You know, if they were if they were slightly less... 
similarly named, I think that would help. But, you know, I also think that it's likely that in two months that no one will be complaining about it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, different the Drunken Gale says, Items of the Month are in a particular place with regards to power creep. It's been said in the past that you guys are reluctant to nerf items of the month after they've been released because it pisses in too many Cheerios and money is involved. I would not say that we're reluctant to do so so much as we refuse to do so. We will occasionally do things that, by the nature of their of the change, a, a an item of the month is nerfed. Yeah, we... we I guess we will occasionally nerf... We will change a system in a way that... Has an impact on that, it. That nerfs an old thing, and part of the reason that we're changing the system is as a target... Yeah, as a I'm thinking of like critical hits that old thing. and yeah. stuff like that. That, that, that is, was a fucking total accident. I mean, that well, made things crazily more powerful. Right, but like you know, but then we change them to be different again. Like, sure. You know. But I mean, yeah... Anyway, do you think this puts you in a peculiar spot when something like the Smith's Tome, for example, ends up being too powerful? How can you guys deal with the problem regarding item of the month power in an effective yet democratic way? Like, do do you feel like it seems like overwhelmingly People we get like feedback that the Smith's Tome is way too powerful? Do you think that you just fucked up and made something way too powerful for the first time in your history as an no. employee? I mean, I, well, I've definitely made things too powerful before this like that's like but like i i have i don't have enough confidence in my ability to to do stuff that i would say that i haven't made mistakes i I think no but i'm saying that you tend to err on the side of things being unimpressive like you like basically you are more likely to produce a shin gourds than right than a smith's tone i i shin gourds still fucking best in slot for what it does right (laughs) like but nobody cares yeah but i (laughs) I, um, I wavered a lot on whether to make Smithsness last for 150 or 100 turns, and I also probably wouldn't have put it at plus 25 if you didn't like fives so much. Mm. Um, but you would have put it at like 21. No, or no, something? I would have been like it probably would have been 20 or 15 or something like that. I but like, like 20 and 15. But twenty five was like it's like a nice rounder number, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like like there are some things that we do because of the numbers involved. Um, so there are some ways in which I I was already wavering about it. So when it came out and people were felt like it was too powerful, then my immediate reaction is, God damn it, why didn't I like go with the lower number? Because like we can always make it more powerful if people are underwhelmed, but. Yeah. It was it was important to me that it be better than the dominant strategy at the time, right? And so that, in some ways... Just right, because had... the dominant strategy was so broken. Right. And so this is really strong, you know? And, like, that's okay. Like, I'm, I am a little worried that it's going to make it trickier in the future... To ever make another tome? No, tomes I'm not that concerned about, honestly. I am more concerned about items. I mean, I think we have been fucked... With items. up that alley for a long time yeah I mean I guess as long as anytime we do an item it's because we're doing a challenge path then I'm not as concerned yeah because like the folder holder is an item and it's pretty cool um yeah I mean or like an item that unlocks a bunch of content you know right. I mean that's yeah we can we can figure it out but just a piece of gear it's really hard for us to make a piece of gear that is worth a mr accessory it's it always has been it's frustrating because people i think are sort of 
worn out on familiars, so we can't. Yeah, that was always our sort of default. Yeah, familiar, and it would sell well. But yeah, and I feel like people are just like ah, another familiar. We got to figure something out. I like I have an idea for our experimental month. What's our experimental month? May, May? usually. May. Okay. But we don't have any. Do we? We don't really have a plan for April, as far as I remember. What's today? March. What today is March? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow is April. Yeah. So I mean, we got to come up with we got to come up with an item of the month for next month, but then. I it's a good thing we don't have anything else going on all in all of April. Um, right. I need to. I probably need to actually get the get the lads rolling on working on this thing that I want to do for May. Just as an experiment, I want to see how people respond to a thing that we haven't ever done before, really. And it's mostly just going to be us uh, streaking through your neighborhood for every ten dollars that mm-hmm. you give us. Yeah, for every ten dollars, you see one ball. So for all of us, <laughs> it's eighty bucks. Yeah, all four of us, except for Chris Moyer. I'm assuming that he doesn't want to participate in this. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, hey guys, says Zombie Feynman. I totally missed the spooky Halloween names thing. Can I have a spooky name anyway? The best I could come up with was Damned Zombie Feynman, but Feynman? I'm uh, sure you can do better. How about Double Zombie Feynman? Zombie Feynman. 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 Like F E Y N. Like the scientist. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the scientist whose name I've never heard said aloud. Feynman. Yeah. Huh. He's like the scientist. He's like yeah, the, he's, the nerd he's, scientist. He's the he's isn't the bongo he, playing. Isn't he dead? Yes. Yeah. Well, so but, I mean, I'm not saying so. that you hung out with him. I'm just saying <laughs> that you would have heard his name before. Is it Sagan? I've Do seen you, it. Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan was on TV. <laughs> Feynman was in videos. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh. Uh, on the yeah. Anyway, I I think double zombie fine. Jesus Christ, what a derail, you guys. Fine. I just wanted fine. To, I, man, I'm trying to make you a better man. person. Okay. <laughs> I guess I am slightly better as a result of that. On the topic of famous Scott B. Somethings, there are only four listed on the Wikipedia list of famous people named Scott. Scott Bayo, American actor and television director. Scott Bakula, actor, star of television series Quantum Leap and Star Trek Enterprise. Scott Bryson, Canadian politician from Nova Scotia, and uh. Scott Brown, U.S. senator from Massachusetts. So it looks like you've got some uh, international maritime politics jokes in your future. <laughs> if you want to continue the trope, cheers. Yeah, talisman of brown. <laughs> it gives everybody insurance. Yeah, what? Like, I don't even know. Uh, Southwest says, "Do you guys watch Extra Credits? It's one of my favorite resources for game design, and their thoughts on power creep slash feature balance slash incomparable mechanics have been on my mind lately as I've thought about the Smiths Tome. Yeah. Jesus Christ." Uh, I don't watch it as often as I would like to. You know what I really, really, really fucking want? Is for it to be a goddamn podcast instead of a video series. Like, I don't... James Portnow is going to be at GDC. Oh, yeah? Is that one of the guys? He's the guy. Oh, we should hang out with him. I mean, he he knows about us. Yes. The, the, KOL comes up on there every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, d- totally. Get a hold of that guy. Let's, let's get him a beer and okay. demand audio dumps <laughs> demand a private a private backdoor audio feed what has even happened to extra credits at this point i don't know because penny arcade is on, shut, are they not on penny they arcade? shut no they shut down that whole division like they a division you make it sound like a mega corporation well i think they kind of is they laid some people off and canned a ton of project i mean they just they just like now they're, they're they basically just do now? the comic and packs <laughs> yeah 
This was this has been great talking to you, Hansa. <laughs> Speaking of, what are your feelings on the Smith's Tome? Are you pleased with how it turned out? Do you have concerns about how to outclass it or preferably create a viable strategic alternative in the future? I mean, we just make something better. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like, it's. I mean, so you could have made the same argument, like the the power differential between snow cones and the clip, clip art. art tome right. was an order of magnitude greater. 10 hundred orders of magnitude greater than the differential between clip art and the Smith's tome. Like if, if we weren't worried about being able to outclass that, I mean, you know, maybe we can't do a tome for a couple of years and that tome is going to have to be something that like you won't, if we showed it to you now, you wouldn't even fucking understand what any of the words or numbers meant. It could also just be completely orthogonal, but desirable for weird other things. Yeah. Like, like no, like Mars muscle. Like right. it gives you, this thing gives you plus five moon mysticality. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ACM says now that there is permanent kitchen equipment or at least a permanent workshop should the microwave and keg from the swagger shop be moved there rather than being made free pulls or am I discounting the difficulty slash wonkiness of the underlying code um, the kitchen is not really eh, it's not really ready for prime time <laughs> that, yeah the, the workshop is explicitly a permanent thing I would feel a little weird about some things in the kitchen being permanent and some of them not Huh. I mean, I think that the the mini fridge and anything those I think those are more or less fine the way that they are. Because we just kind of didn't want them to interfere with other stuff. I mean, I guess. Are you going to expand the dwelling? To be a you know that's one of those place? things that I don't know if I will ever get around to it or not. Okay. I would like to. I what what I would like, and there are there are some problems. There are some problems with this that go back really really far into the item table right like the idea of every dwelling having numbers of different slots for you to put like there's a wall slot and there's a this was where a bed goes and then this is where a nightstand decoration goes or whatever what that would what i'm gonna want to do if i were to do that shit would be to suddenly it would be to take a bunch of stuff from like old Mr. Store content and kind of put it in mutex sets. Hmm. Right. Which would be annoying yeah. for some reason. Right. Like some, uh, like there would be no way for me to do it in a way that I wanted without like pissing somebody off. That's not a good reason not to do it, but it's like, <clears throat> I kind of don't like that stuff getting destroyed because it means we can't ever do anything cool. That's a dwelling item. Really? Right, because it just all of that stuff goes away on ascension, and so it's like, well, we had like the Christmas lights and stuff, which those were powerful and cool, and a lot of the reason that they were powerful and cool is because they went away at ascension, so they weren't like. But like, do we fucking care if people can pull three things, put it in their dwelling, and get plus ten percent item drops or whatever the fuck that does for ten turns every day? Like, I don't think we do. Right. I don't think that it would hurt anything. We would need to go back and make a bunch of that stuff less common if if there was no way for you to ever lose it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... It, it would make the art overhead on new dwellings much higher. True. Um, and it would require a lot of art for just, for, like, going back. If If everything had to have unique... 
Interiors. Interiors. I don't think that would actually be all that hard. I mean, I think I could. Oh, wow, would they have? Di- they'd have different amount of slots and stuff. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, that would be that would be the point of them, right? Like right. that would be, that would be a tremendous way of differentiating them, right? Like you know, if there was like a, I don't know, there's a toilet slot, and the thing about the Hobo Fortress is that it's the only dwelling with five toilets, mm-hmm. right? And so you can put all five of the what would otherwise be mutex toilet items in it. It has like it has like the the flop house slash opium den room where you can put as many mattresses down on the floor as you want. And yeah. so all of the mattresses can be active <clears throat> at the same time. Hmm. That's a good idea actually. But the bed I mean, all of that bed stuff is, is currently handled in a very I mean the problem is like it it becomes another weird place for items to be, which is not a big deal, you know. It would be easier, although probably dissatisfying if they all just got installed and then couldn't be uninstalled. Yeah, but I mean, then what happened? Do they still then go away when you ascend? I mean, that, they go that's, away when you ascend or put a new house in. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, there's just there's all these things like where it, it if we want to do if we want to make that into a cool system, it needs to be a system that is not like resistant to coolness. Okay, here's an idea. If you install a new dwelling, it has to be larger than your old dwelling, and your old dwelling is somehow inside your new dwelling. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so the Hobo Fortress is the only one that you can put all three tents in. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so... I mean, that would actually be kind of funny, because it would be this, like, weird Tetrisy, like graph of what could fit inside of other things. You know, we don't really have anything big for C.D. Moyer to be working on now. Not right now. Like, this week, I was like, oh, I need to come up with some pings for him to do, because he did all the stuff that I had assigned to him, and I'm like, well, fuck. Uh, I guess hot dog stand from Hank's? I I don't know. I see. Um, we would just have to decide how it was going to work, right? And whether it's... it, It's the kind of thing where it's like, gonna cause problems we would probably just have to make those a new category of items and it would be like not you you wouldn't like use them from inventory to to put them somewhere you would like go to your dwelling and then there would be like an ants marching thing in the shape of a space on the wall or whatever and you'd click that and then it would give you a drop down of the things that you have that would go there right right and you could click on it to look at it, and it would give you an item description of that. You know, like and uh, who knows? They things they could have enchantments. Some of that stuff already does. You know, like there's beds that give you passive bonuses and stuff. Like right. we would just have to. There's just a bunch of things. Not a lot, right? There's not that many things that interact with that stuff. There's probably less than a hundred items that are dwellings or interact with dwellings. And it just wouldn't be that big of a deal to to cook them into a new kind of system. It's just like, it you know, it would be a couple of weeks of work right. to do, and it's just a question of whether it would be worth it. Right. Some of the some of the level twelve stuff that I was proposing, like, I'd had the idea that maybe you could get a room inside the frat house that was just like another like a sort of a test run of a new kind of campsite stuff. 
So like Aww. you would go in and you would do some quests for the frat boys and then they would say like, ah, oh, you can have Russell's old room. And then you go in there and it's just a blank space that you can configure and it just gives you. Could you also get your own yurt over at the hippie? Yeah, camp? yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then some of that stuff, you know, it could also be, I'd also thought about that as an interesting, like sort of Ascension permanent thing, right? Where it's like, you can have Russell's old room, but the last time you went in there, like everything is just the way you left it. Right, because those decisions that yeah. you made, like the things that you unlocked by doing these longer term things, like on your third oh, ascension, shit. you're Russell. <laughs> you were Russell. That's maybe. fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Um, Everybody was Russell. How does or that even the work? first time you ascend, it's like you can have the first time you do it, you can have Russell's old room, but then the next time it's just you can have Jick's old room. And you're like, oh, it's weird. Like, that guy had the same name as me. <laughs> no, you get the room of the last person who ascended. Like the stolen lunch thing. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. You can have, you know, Space Fart 3000s. Oh. Yeah, what's up, Space Fart 3000? Yeah, he left some goodies in here. He just uh, all the best space porn under the mattress. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I like that idea. I think I like the idea of you drawing space porn. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just two, two stars doing it. <laughs> uh... Well. That, that is suddenly, suddenly I understand pulsars. <laughs> I Eat Food says, Why do I have the option to plant things from the florist in the shore, Inc.? <sighs> that just, I should just not have done that. I should it, not uh, have Flowers done can that. go in the shore? Yeah, because it's a fucking zone. You know? It's and not a place. It, no, it's not. I guess it needs to be a place and not as a... Uh. Yeah. How does initiative work, says Whack? I have 270%, but when I fight something with more than 100 monster level, I never seem to get the jump. It gets a huge boost. At yeah, monster level 100. increases initiative by some multiplier. Maybe three, maybe five? I don't know. Because Jick does like threes and fives. I do like threes and fives. Uh, two, Dark Souls 2. Yeah, I'll yeah. get back to you in six weeks when it's out on a fucking real machine. Ah. Oh, is it only out on consoles? Yeah. Oh. I ordered I a copy, that. but I haven't received it yet. I Eat Food says, I think my favorite thing in the game is the hit a monkey with a bone choice in the spooky woods. Could you please make it do something other than just skip the adventure so I can make use of it from time to time? I really, really want to hit a monkey with a bone. <laughs> I even say it every time I come to that adventure, even though I know insert coin to continue is the correct choice. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could just slowly over ascensions build up monkey animosity until <laughs> it, just it replaces the over. level 12 quest with just there's this war between monkeys and you. <laughs> now you just take the monkey's side. Uh, Stumps McGee says, so, Jick, when you talk about The Office nowadays, is it by chance The Office of the Idle Thumbs, guys? Do you work there now, or just hang out and record sweet podcasts there? Also, how sweet is the new game they are working on? Uh, yes, and pretty sweet. Um, that's, I guess we haven't really talked about that, but yeah. Stuff and I are, are uh, renting office space in Campo Santo's offices. Yeah, and then we are further renting out uh, tinier office space to uh, the old Glitch team, and they are further renting out office space to... Um uh, the Campo Santo guys. So it's some sort of weird, Whoa. like, yeah, it's some sort of like weird None of Mobius things. office. Mobius office. None yeah. of those things are real. I know, especially I'm... the first two or the last two. It's hard to have... tell. It's a Mobius strip. They might have announced the game by the time this. Yes, podcast. Is we probably shouldn't talk about it though. No, we're not going to. A damned fish says, In the avatar of Sneaky Pete, you can upgrade your bike to have a ghost vacuum, which is particularly useful in the Curped. However, it only does one damage every round against ghosts, despite the name. Is this intentional? I made it so there is, like, a one-time 
physical resistance penetration attribute that can get triggered because I made pinch ghost work. Okay. Um, so you so you think that maybe you can have it? I could do that. Do yeah. That? I mean, I feel like it should do the same amount of damage that it does to a zombie to a ghost. Sure. What about a double zombie or a damned zombie? Uh, Stumps McGee gave some really. I'm not going to read this on the uh, on the air, but I'm I am going to. Uh, I have read it already, and I'm going to talk to the fellows about. It. Just he's giving some feedback on the way the level twelve side quest stuff works. Hmm. I think I'll just paste that into our internal thinking on that when we start okay. doing it. Thank you, Stumps McGee, for that feedback. Uh, Hamfish says when we find. I mean, damned fish says when we find Doctor Henry Dakota Fanning's body in the Hidden City quest. There's no indication that we recognize him if we helped him with the new quest to unlock the Hidden Temple. Given that your character says, "What a jerk! You hope he gets killed by." Pygmies or, pygmies or something after helping him seems like there should be an extra line when we find his body saying it served him right or even you feeling bad about it or something just an idea yeah I didn't I probably would have put Maybe, in a nod there if I had thought of it but we, we can I mean I feel like anything anything we say there that would be indicative of the player's reaction to that might not be true because we don't know whether or not you're gonna feel bad about it sure we also don't know whether or not you like cottage cheese, but we assume that you do <laughs> in the consume text. We, I guess we do tell you a lot of things about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I try. I try to avoid. I try to avoid making statements of the the character's attitude towards things like that. But sometimes really? it's unavoidable. But but generally speaking, my rule is whenever possible, don't tell the player what they think. Huh. Show them what they think. Don't tell them what they think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Pobblebunk says, is the Nuge going to get an animation? I totally forgot that that was a thing. Sure. The monsters themselves are animated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Pobblebunk. Uh, Wax says, Boris died from eating a shitload of eggs and probably poison. Thanks, Clancy. How did Jarlsberg and Pete die? Festival of Jarlsberg says he got really drunk and turned a kitten into a demon, but that probably didn't kill him. Pete, I guess, died of AIDS or something, but maybe he literally drove off into the sunset. But yeah, how? Well, it was yes. syphilis. Drove was all syphilis, the way not... into the sunset. He drove all the way into the sunset. <laughs> he, uh, That's pretty good. He jumped his motorcycle so high that he suffocated in the vacuum of space. <laughs> Jericho5 says, You've mentioned Diablo on the podcast a couple times in passing. The new class resource system seems influenced by Diablo 3. Any other inspirations taken from the game? I don't know if they're influenced by Diablo 3 so much as they're influenced by the same yeah. chain of influences that Diablo 3 is influenced by. I mean, they're more... They're in a lot of ways probably more influenced by World of Warcraft than Diablo 3. Just in terms of having, you know, weird secondary resources so that so that the classes can have like both a mechanical and a flavor identity mm -hmm. and that um, flavor is grape yeah man it's, I was so I was so happy with the seal club revamp and then it was so poorly unpopular received. like ugh. uh son of uh Son of Feastmaster says, Hey, nerds, <laughs> can you change the name of the photoproto-neutron torpedo to positron torpedo so that its interaction with the electron submarine makes sense? As it is, it seems like you guys knew the joke you were trying to make but didn't quite get there. Hey, <laughs> shut up. <clears throat> it's not like we're zombie fainmen, fornmen, fiendmen. Wax says, The next campground garden item needs to be a kindergarten. 
Oh man, you get oh, lucky eggs. surprise eggs out of it. Yeah. I mean, we already have Kinder eggs in the game. They go way back. Damned Fish says the Game Informed Power Daily Pro Dungeon is a lot of fun and is full of cool items that can really help at the start of a run, especially in hardcore. I'm curious though, was it intentional that there are no ranged weapon drops in the dungeon, or did that just kind of happen? Not that everything needs to be perfectly balanced for every class, of course, but it's a little disappointing when I'm playing as a Moxie class and get yet another Sword of Dark Omens from the boss after getting a bunch of flaming sword drops from level three, as sweet as swords are, of course. I'm not expecting you to go back and add more items to the dungeon. That would be silly, and it's already full of really awesome stuff. But I thought I'd mention this so that if you do a future item of the month that is similar in some way, you'd make it a bit more even, or maybe just fill it with ranged weapon drops and no weapons to make it fair on average what happened with that was that i i was putting in a, an item for every equipment slot and i didn't want to duplicate multiple weapons so there's there's just the one so i had to pick either melee or ranged and melee se- seemed more generally useful we could always give you a sword that shoots guns <laughs> or a gun that shoots swords Baron Von Big Penlord says, Hey gang, I just heard your conversation about the Black Knight. I agree with hot stuff that comedy should be permitted to transgress social norms. However, the transgressive or offensive elements of comedy need to be weighed against the positive elements, whether that be humor, social commentary, or something else. Here, the Black Knight doesn't really provide any social commentary and isn't particularly funny unless you know the movie. As such, the positive elements to be weighed are pretty damn low. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's offensive, but if it's, uh, but if it is offensive, it gets less of a pass for being a joke. Which is not to say I think you should take it out. I just think, uh, I just like talking about this stuff and hearing you guys do the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I, I should go back and look at it without talking about it's, it in the abstract. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like... I think I am being oversensitive about it, but I also don't think that it would hurt to just make it something else. Yeah, these days we don't seem to as frequently do, like, a monster that is just straight up a reference to some movie and that's all, you know? I feel like Scully does more of that than you or I do. There's a lot of... Generally. The whole, like, um, fans of various pop culture things seems very derivative of specific stuff. Although that's that's true. It is one layer removed yeah, because I mean, it's like making so fun of I, the fans like, I don't things. like that stuff as much, but I recognize that a lot of people do, which is why I think it's fine that one of us does stuff like that and the others of us do other stuff. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Scully, because Scully doesn't Scully doesn't tend to do the kind of just like straight up D and D parody stuff that I do, mm-hmm. and I feel like your your nods to specific properties or whatever tend to come out in the form of like conversations and stuff as opposed to like this monster is just this guy from this thing. I mean, it was yeah. kind of like the Boba, it's kind of like the Boba Fettuccini problem, right? Like I just didn't like it that much. <laughs> like I put it in because I thought it was funny, but like it just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't funny in like a, a kind of a core sustainable way. Right, mm-hmm. it was just a like. I wouldn't it be funny if that was a thing. It would have been, it would have been just as well served by mentioning it than having it be a thing that you interact with. I think. Um. What I what I do like is what Scully does every once in a while, where it just combines two things in a way that's funny, like. I can't think of any examples. Specifically. I was going to say The Shining and uh, 
um, Twin Peaks, but that was like, that was mo- yeah, that was more or less riff, riff, yeah. But that but that's the kind of yeah. But that I was like. specifically like this is both of those things, right? Yeah. Like, and that that's true. That's a good point. That's one of my favorite things that I've done so far. So, so I guess what I said earlier does not really apply. <laughs> but I mean, it's it, it, like yeah, it's just it. We just sort of have habits that mm-hmm. come out. The Bone Star us. was like a. A cool combination of skeletons and Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that was just... But that was also, like, for a world event, right? Yeah. It was like... And it was a joke that Chris Moore made that was like, what if it was just, like, the Death Star made out of bones? I'm like, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it's gonna be. Because that was, like... That whole event, we were just writing all that stuff on the fly. Yeah. Like, every day we were making the next day's thing. And I remember you saying, like, what if this is just what we did? Like, what if this was our job? Yeah. And I was like, that seems like this has been really fun. And sometimes I think that it would be great if that was how the game had always worked. But then sometimes I think that would be terrible if we could just never have, like, a slow week. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, theoretically, we would have slow weeks by prepping a bunch of content in advance or something. Um, Atraxis says, more Age of Simon Pegg questions for you guys, and oops, and a follow-up. Uh, first, what was the behind the decision to leave Teleportitis off the list of effects removed by Shake It Off, and how did that process apply to Thrice Cursed? I think it's possible that Teleportitis is a mixed bag effect and not a bad effect. I think it is. And so, it's only gonna remove, but... <sighs> I don't know how I feel about the Thrice Cursed thing, right? Because people are also, people also sometimes fuck themselves up by, like, using the hot tub when they're in the middle of that quest. And there is a very big part of me that is like, well, one of the ways to be good at this game is to be careful. It's to know, is to find out about those things. Yeah. It's like, don't do shit like that. Right. And, and I feel like it's okay for that kind of thing to happen because it means that the times when that doesn't happen, you're going to appreciate that you learned something. And it is, it, from mechanically, it is interesting to me that there are negative effects that you want to have sometimes, and that means you have to to just be yeah. aware of stuff that interacts with those. You know, I don't remember if I announced this or not, but I did make it so Teleportitis will no longer send you to the Copperhead Club if you're not doing that right branch. Um, actually, no, Teleportitis will just never send you to the Copperhead Club. Uh, as I as I coded it, I made it like the the clan dungeon zones and stuff because that does suck to like get that intrinsic and then have to do this side quest that you don't care about to get rid of the intwins- intrinsic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Julie Brown from Shakes the Clown. Uh, second, my previous confusing question about macro syntax checking turned out to be addressed to the wrong people, but the right people listened to the show and got it fixed, so all is well there. <laughs> now that I've heard the phrase spoken aloud, though, I must know when the Snarfblatt, cr- bleh, the Snarfblatt predicate, clearly a spy novel, will be released, and whether it will be written by Riff or Scully. I feel like Riff is more likely to write a detective novel. Mm. Finally, the same stories in Abu Peak are still coming up in the same order every run. The four I see are funny, but I'd like to encounter the other six at some point. Could the flag that tracks the last story scene not be set, reset on Ascension? I'd have to figure out that that is a it's weird a ass one off messy code thing thing. Yeah. I remember looking at that and being like, huh, this is an interesting choice. <laughs> like it just seemed like a really convoluted way to, to do it, but then again as I you know, I don't know what I would have done to do it differently. 
Uh, G-Dai says, Jick, this is only a comment, not a question for the show. Oh, well, I'm going to read it anyway. Thanks for your comments about humor and jokes that aren't worth fighting for and how someone can rethink old positions and disagree with things they did or said when they were younger. I'd say more, but it would get long and rambly and nonsensical, so just thank you. It was very reassuring to hear those words coming from a creator of a game I enjoy. Yeah, I mean... I want... you've, you've changed a lot in the past decade, I think. But I think, like, I want, I want that to be okay. That, right. you cha- that you have changed? No, I want acknowledgement of that to be okay. Right, which is why I feel like there is some there is some real danger in the current, like, instant demonization culture of the internet that it's just going to have the exact opposite effect of what it's trying to have if you don't give somebody... If you don't give somebody the opportunity to be better... Thus acknowledging someone who does mm. or says this one thing is not necessarily an unconscionable monster, right? And it's, you know. But people want to vilify others, so they're always going to... But, but I mean, that's, like, what that is, and this is this is a thing that is frustrating to me, because it's it's another case of, like, you need to apply the same level of scrutiny to things that you agree with that you apply to things that you disagree with. Some people want to stir up drama as a way of making themselves feel more important, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they will stir up drama by pointing out some racist thing that happened on the internet, and though they are right, and though they, sh- they the person who said this racist thing is a racist, maybe, and shouldn't have said that, it's still somebody stirring up drama, the end result of which is just their own self-aggrandizement, and so that person is also an asshole. Yeah. You're right? not you're like, not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. Yeah, and and that's like, yeah, that's that's the, the that's the the thing that I wish people could just like take a step back, like, you know, I mean, this comes up all the time, but like, I don't like, like, I think that Mike from Penny Arcade is an asshole, but I do not think that he is a socially irresponsible monster. Right, like I do not think that he is transphobic, and the number of people who will say that about him is very high. Partly, I think, because that is a fashionable claim to level, and because he's in the spotlight, and because they're already pissed off at him, and he, there's nothing that they can do. Right, there is nothing those guys can do. There is no amount of growth that those guys can undergo. There is no amount of, like, apology... Like, they will never be able to apologize and have anybody believe that it's sincere. Anybody who's talking about it believe that it's sincere. I believe that it's sincere. I mean, like, that diversity lounge thing, that was an honest attempt to do something good. And the public jumped on the most unfavorable possible interpretation of like a substring of text that was released and just jumped down their throats about it. Well, I mean, the, the, the big picture complaint that I remember about that was why isn't the whole convention a safe space? It is to say that here is a, here is a specific place where you can go for, for resources on women. Like, okay. So, what like why the fuck are you building a branch of this library dedicated to women authors? Why isn't the entire library dedicated to women authors? It's like, well, it 
it's easy to frame something like that as like sequestration, but it is obviously not. And you talk to anybody, you talk to fucking anybody who goes to PAX and it's fucking fine. It's fine. Like it's not an unsafe space for anyone. It's just like any other big place filled with fucking nerds, right? There's going to be one gropey, sweaty, fat guy who smells bad. And then when somebody complains about them, they'll make him leave. Like, why does he have to be fat? <clears throat> he doesn't have to be. He just is. <laughs> who's who's he got to look pretty for? I don't know, man. Like, give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know that that's that is generally true. And it, that that will make you happier, and that will make everyone in the world happier. Yep. Wax says, just wanted to make sure, but when people ask about having multiple gardens at the same time, which you're against, are you aware that those requests are just for aftercore and not use in run? Yep. Like if I have pumpkins, yes, I am yep. aware of that, and I'm still not fucking giving it to you because that's not how those things work. Yeah, it, that would be such a weird thing to have to design around. Uh, Gladmellet says, I've only recently discovered the oily woman and wonder what other combat mechanics you would consider having familiars apply, uh, simply modify like that. Would a familiar that provides weight-based damage resistance slash absorption be feasible, or one that gave you passive bonus weapon damage instead of attacking? I mean, there's, there's the one that gives you bonus spell damage instead of attacking. Um, there is the, the bird gives elemental resistance. Mm-hmm. The parrot. Yeah, the exotic parrot. You know, it's fine. Uh, P.S. Just got back into the game around the time of the class revamps. Thanks for keeping things fresh, even after 11 years. Well, you're welcome, Glad Mallet. Thanks for having a cool, cool name. Uh, let's see. Sunperch UJ is asking if they can donate things to the hot dog man from Hanks very soon, very soon. Uh, Nightball says, why does the radish radish think it can teach Sneaky Pete how to be cool? Why does it know cool bike tricks that he doesn't? How can he learn to be, dis- how can he learn how to be disaffected? This young upstart needs to be taught a lesson. What's the radish radish? I, don't know. I forget. Is that a... Uh Jarlsberg guy? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't remember. No, that's a radish horse. Hmm. How would it, how would Pete encounter a Jarlsberg guy? I don't know. Uh, I Eat Food says, Large boxes equals several Dungeons and Doom potions. Smudor keepsake boxes equals several bridge planks. Short scripts equals UV compass and other goodies. So why no boxes... That was not a third member of that set. I Eat Food. <laughs> that is like not even a little bit the same thing. Uh, so why no boxes, or to be cheeky, crate for small and barrel for large of wine for the spooky Raven quest? Personally, I wouldn't pull them, but I would collect them for in aftercore for the lawless. Uh, anyway, and then he uh, continues with the big old long thing, which thank you uh, that he did not want to be read on the air. Um, I would rather just change the entirety, uh, the entirety of, the of that quest. Yeah. <laughs> I Eat Food says, okay, here's the deal. I give you a sweet, sweet KOL joke. You make a massive change for me. I'll start with the request. Can the non-combat off the rack in the haunted bathroom be made into a choice adventure? I get a damn towel every ascension setting up the GMOB for the flyer quest. Please don't take that away from us, Jake. And it's just a waste of one measly adventure. Uh, yeah, in the super secret spoilery thing that we're working on now, the towel in the haunted bathroom is a thing that you can opt out of. <laughs> Um, so much for that. <laughs> now for the pun, what is everybody doing when they're trying to get on the leaderboards for the current path? They are, wait for it, competing. <laughs> oh, uh, I see what you did there. 
Uh, Child says, so the quest tracker is mighty handy, but it's got two foibles that would be super dope to get fixinated if you'd like. One, clicking the crosses to remove the, the crosses. The X's. Uh, I fine. know. He's just tilted his head. But you don't say, degrees. like, charring X station. Like, you, you, just keep cr- reading. Crossmas. Mary, reading. Mary, Mary, Christ Mary Crossmas. You can't, like... Oh my god! I get that it's knots and crosses, but it's like uh, how do you spell how do you spell uh, Patrick Stewart's character's name from X Men? Oh, it's Cross A V I Z R. They say Z for E, right? Uh, clicking the <laughs> clicking the X's to remove something from the quest tracker doesn't really work. It just keeps it gone until the next frame refresh. What? That's not really That's not true. true. Um, it's the next time the text changes, but that is lame, and it it's. It, on dev, it does not work like that, but it potentially goofed up a lot of shit, and we haven't rolled it out yet until it, it gets a little bit more, a uh, little bit more testing. Uh, then he says the copyright quest will appear in your quest tracker when you read the diary, as they're supposed to. If, uh, however, if you're all sneaky and piratey and unlock the palindrome without them, they still linger around despite you having a talisman. Could this not be a thing? Pretty please, it that will turn itself off in like ten days, probably, because it's. I only left it that way so that people who were in a state where they had already done the quest before could do the new quest and have the quest tracker work because the quest tracker is a thing that explains to you what you're supposed to be doing during that. It, it turns off in 10 days for everybody. Yeah. Or yeah. 10 days, individual 10 days per person. No, no, no. Just 10 days from now. Like the, the threshold, the, 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 the condition for that showing up was if you have, if you have done the tal, if you already have the talisman some other way or the date is past sometime 10 or 12, 10 or 12 days from now, oh. don't show it. Um, so, so it's fine. Also, what backgrounds do you have on your desktops? I have cats at work because I'm on the internet, and who the hell knows on my laptop. My work machine, I just have a black background. At home, I've, I alternate between... I found this, this uh, Flickr set of old, uh, really... Le- le- I say really high quality, but just accurate quality uh, LucasArts adventure backgrounds. Hmm. And so it's currently like the hill pan from Maniac Mansion. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, you had it. You had For a it, long time, so it was one of the ca- caves from Loom. Loom. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I have a, uh, a folder that it randomly picks a desktop from every like half hour. And I just, whenever I see like a large picture on the internet that I think is cool, I throw it in there. I think it's mostly anime wallpapers, but there's some other stuff in there. I just have gray because I like to keep my desktop super simple so that I work instead of staring at my desktop. Yeah, I mean, I've I've more or less always been a like black background guy just because it makes it easier to pick out the I guess, like. I have, I think, more trouble than the average person differentiating foreground stuff from background stuff in 2D images. I think that's and probably true. So, and I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Like, I, it's probably because you're not bobbing your head forward and back like a pigeon. <laughs> they don't ever move their heads back. What do you mean? They don't move their heads back when they birds just, they bob just their heads it forward forever. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying they... It looks like they're moving their heads back and forth, but if you actually watch a movie of it, they're not. They're moving their head forward, and then the rest of their body is catching up with their head. So their head is moving backwards relative to their body, but not the ground. Okay, so you're claiming that they are not moving their head back because their body catches up with them. 
Yes, I want moving. you to think real hard about they are frames moving. of reference. They are moving. Yes, I'm talking about from your frame of reference. They are not moving their head backwards. How about from Nor the frame of reference of their body, which is what any sane person would talk about it from? Are you seriously going to talk about your head moving from the frame of reference of your body? Yes. What? How does anyone <laughs> else think about somebody's head okay, moving? Are you, are you an ancient Greek who believes that the heart is the seat of consciousness? Dude. Nothing is ever from the frame of reference of your body and not your head. <laughs> Nothing is ever like that. Oh my God. You are crazy. <laughs> When I say you move your head forward and back, you're like, no, actually, I move my head forward, and then I move my body forward, and then I move my head forward. Yes, and at no point have I moved my fucking head back, and oh that's an God, accurate are, thing yes, to say. Yes, you are moving your head back, and you are moving <sighs> your body forward. This is the best fight you guys have You're doing ever both had. simultaneously. <laughs> you can't... It's not like you can fix your head in space and then just move your body. That's not how bodies work. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally moving your head back. You are literally doing that when you're when you. Oh my god! Oh, it depends is... on what you mean by back, I guess. <laughs> if, so if you if I say, "Hey, back my car up for me," and you just fucking sit perfectly still While and then the say, "Okay, okay, I did it." Okay, I backed your car up, even though your car didn't actually move backwards from your frame of reference. I'd be like, "Thanks, buddy. Good job. You you've really helped me out in my time of need. Thanks for fucking backing my car up." <laughs> like, good uh, alright let's go eat dinner yeah let's do that that was a good that was a good night to go out on I think <laughs> uh, stay tuned uh, I mean at the sound of the tone please turn over the record and listen to video games hot dog bing have a great week everybody <laughs> bye